This is Journey, a podcast that looks at why people chase their dreams and how they do it. Unfortunately, you're not listening to Roman Mars, but I'm Ben Lukacek. In this episode, I want to introduce you to my business a little more closely. I'll talk to you a little bit about the products I've designed and how I'm going to make them work. So I want to lift the veil beyond my idea and actually show you the business model that I'm going to use to make it work. Also, later in the second half of this episode, I'm going to give you my weekly update. So you'll get to hear all about my exciting adventures and what I've managed to get done. And finally, I'll give you my cool thing I've learned this week. So without any further delay, let's get started. Now at this point, you may or may not know that what I build are kids' beds. And they're not your usual kids' beds. I'm going to try and explain to you what the difference is in this episode and why that matters. Now I'm going to introduce you to my beds by looking at my business from an outside point of view. So I'll approach this as though I'm a customer looking at my business and I'll break it down step by step until you see what's actually going on behind the scenes. Now the first thing you're going to see when you're introduced to Imagination Beds is our homepage. And the most important thing you need on your homepage is good copywriting that's going to capture the attention of your visitor and you've got three seconds to do it. So that first three seconds that someone looks at your website, they need to be able to see who you are and what you do and why they need what you've got. If you're on a mobile device, you're going to see the Imagination Beds logo. Or if you're on a desktop, you're going to see a video of one of our beds being used. Overlaying both of these images is our three-second capture phrase, developing creative minds. So with the message developing creative minds, I've made an assumption that whoever's come to visit the site has already seen something that we've done or they've had some sort of referral that what we do is fun and exciting. One of parents' major concerns about their children's development is their emotional integrity and their emotional robustness. And these are things that I want to bring to the forefront of what it is that we deliver on. So when I say developing creative minds, I'm saying that Imagination Bed's most important goal when designing a bed is that we build in the features that are going to help your child develop strong emotional and creative minds that will support them as they grow into young adults. So the reason I didn't use fun and exciting and imagination and dreams and words like these to describe the beds when people first come to the website is I'm going to assume that people already have some idea about what it is that we do. They've either seen one of our beds and they already know that what we build is exciting and and fun or they at least know the website they're going to imagination bed so i've already planted that seed but what i want people to see when they first come to the site is what our core business message is and what what it is that drives us forward so developing creative minds it's telling the customer that we are 
building something that's going to benefit your child's development. And we know that that is what you're concerned about. And we are making that our number one priority. And that's what's going to give a customer comfort when they come to the website, knowing that we're not just building things for the fun of it. We're actually building something with purpose. And I wanted to make sure that that message was delivered instantly when you came to the website. So in that first three seconds, when you look at our website and you see our logo or the video of the bed being used, you read those words, developing creative minds, and you feel like you're somewhere that someone is taking an interest in what you're concerned about as a parent. The reason that this message is also really important is to differentiate imagination beds from standard kids' beds that people are used to seeing. So this isn't just a red race car. You know, if imagination beds were to build a car bed, it would be a car bed that you could change the tires on, fix the motor on, you know, a whole range of features and things like that where the children are actually learning and building confidence as they play with these things. They're not just a static thing in, a, in their bedroom. The beds have to encourage these learning and, and playfulness. It's got to create that. That's, it's got to set the stage for endless hours of playtime, whether you're playing with the bed directly or it's just part of the play that the kids are doing. That's an important message that I'm trying to get across as well, is making sure that these features are seen as the most important thing that we do. It's not just the look of what we're building, but it's the interaction and the function of what we're building. That's the important message that I want to get across. So I think if you're looking at your own business, finding those key differentiating points for yourself is what's important as well. So you've got to identify why people are going to spend money with you versus your competitor. You've got to identify what those things are and make sure that immediately people see that as a value that they're willing to pay for. So whether you deliver a service that's faster or more reliable or you build a product that does something that's different, you need to make sure that you're not just mimicking what your competitors are doing and trying to outshow them. You need to find your point of difference and make it be known. The way that Imagination Beds is going to have to operate is that every single bed that we build needs to be able to be built within four days from start to finish. Now, when I have an employee who's going to be working with me building beds, I'm going to make sure that they have a hands-on part from of every section of the build for the bed that they're working on. So not just working in a station in an assembly line, but actually working on every part of the bed from start to finish. And I want to ensure that when they do finish building the beds, that whoever the staff member is responsible for building it, that they're also responsible for delivering the bed to the customer. And the reason that this is important is that as an employee, seeing the joy that comes from what they've created when they deliver it and they see the smiles on the faces of the children that get to use it, that is going to deliver 
an enormous amount of job satisfaction for them. I want to make sure that they have that experience every single time they build a bed. So no matter how large the business gets, if we have a factory in Queensland and we expand into other states, that no matter what, every single employee will be responsible for starting a bed, finishing a bed, and delivering it to the customer so they can see the joy it brings. All right, so you know a bit more about the beds now. So let's go into the business plan. How am I going to market and spread the word about what it is that I'm doing? So why do I know that people are going to want what I'm building? And for me, the answer was pretty easy. I know people want what I'm building because I wanted it. So if I had the motivation and the desire to build the first bed, then I know there's people out there who want the same thing. So this is the story I made sure that I told on the next part of the website. So the key is now, how do I reach them? So the process I'm taking for this is a little bit more of the long game approach. At this point, I'm not going out to do a a pay-per-click or a pay-per-sale approach to selling each bed. That might be an approach I'll take further down the track as I start making more sales organically, but I'm really trying to make sure that all my traffic and all my awareness comes from organic reaches. And the reason that this is important is that previously I know that you can easily spend a lot of money on advertising and Once you start doing that and you start spending that money on advertising, it's really hard to know what to stop, when to stop, when you want to start scaling those things back and you want to cut back on some of that spending. So I knew from day one that it was really important for me to gain organic traffic to the website and organic traffic to the business. So I devised a plan that allowed me to do that over a longer period of time. Now, fortunately, I have the ability to do this because I still work full time. But what this means is that the business has a slower uptake. Now, if you're in an industry or you have a product that you feel needs to have that surprise attack or that surprise launch because you've got competitors that might see what you're doing, copy you and get the jump on you then this approach may not work and that's where going in with a bit of capital and doing launching straight into a you know a pay-per-click or a paper paid advertising avenue might work best but uh, but for me I'm, I'm in a bit of a unique place where the amount of work that's going to go into setting up this business and establishing it and establishing my brand it's almost something that someone couldn't copy unless they were willing to change the way that they ran their business. The way that I'm going to drive organic traffic to my website and to my business is by building social content that provides a service to the community that I've identified with. And the reason this content is so important is that it builds your Google rankings. So it improves Google Analytics by having a good range of valuable content on your website that gets linked back to or people visit regularly from other sources. And the key and important thing there is that it has to be valuable content. You can't just write anything. And same with this podcast. 
I'm making sure that what I provide is valuable and I'm speaking honestly from either my experiences or the experiences of those who I've learned from. Okay, so it's now time for this week's weekly update. And I've got to say the weekly update this week actually ties in really well with this episode. So what I'm going to be covering off with this update is the success of my first three blog posts and the first podcast episode and how that has affected our rankings. So what can I say? The uh, the posts and podcasts have worked great. Our traffic has been increased by about 380%. So we've gone from basically the first three months of the year, total traffic is now being compressed into every single week. So now every week that I've posted a post and a podcast, the uh, the website is just gaining enormous traffic from it. So the benefit of having this traffic has been that people are now also seeing the Beds for Smiles campaign, which means I'm getting some additional donations, which is great and bringing that goal so much closer. And I just know that the, the more that I work on generating this organic traffic, the more I'm going to see these results and the faster we're going to get these uh, Beds for Smiles beds done. So how have I been getting these blog posts out and my podcast out? Well, since you're listening to this, you probably know how I've gotten the podcast out, which is basically just through Facebook and LinkedIn. And more or less, that's exactly the same way I'm promoting all of my media. So the posts all get shared on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and I believe that is it. So Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn are my key social networks. Uh, The podcast also does gain some additional traffic through its uh, hosting services and and, uh, distribution services, so through iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. In order to push these posts a little bit further than I'm doing, uh, what I've also been doing is joining up with groups specific to the articles that I'm writing. So if I do an article based around childhood development, I'm going to try and share it within social groups focused towards those sorts of things. So I'm delivering the value to them in that form. And uh, ultimately, if that means that they end up back on the website, if they read the article, they will. Um, You know, it just creates some more awareness for the brand, which is great. And the more and more I post and the more I add articles of the similar in that same category and I share them within these same groups, it just builds on our credibility as a brand as well. And they start seeing us as a trusted source of good information and entertainment. To touch base on last week's episode as well regarding scheduling and planning, I am doing much better. So I've basically broken down my days uh, in advance with with Nerida and uh, we discuss what we're going to be doing each night before it happens. So uh, we'll come to an agreement that I'll be working one night and the next night we'll be hanging out and having some fun. So, and it's been working great. It's it's actually made me more productive, even though I'm spending less time working on the business. I'm The time I do have, I'm sitting down, getting stuck into it, and I'm switching everything else out and I'm being more productive. So lastly, I'm just going to touch on some of the key things I actually got done this week as well. So uh, 
just to give you an idea of uh, of how productive I actually am. <laughs> I uh, I have completed all my interview questions this week, so they uh, these are for the businesses that I'll be approaching over throughout this series and looking into how it is that these owners operate and what makes them tick. So uh, we've got 85 questions lined up for each of these businesses. Uh, well, I should say the business owners. Interviews start next week, so that is going to be really exciting, and I will be bringing you these episodes very soon. I am going to start working on the next bed that we're going to be building, which is the Millennium Falcon, a very exciting build. Uh, It's going to be very complicated. It's going to be really cool, and it's got some awesome features that I can't wait to start sharing with you. Uh, First step on that one, though, is cleaning my garage. It is a mess, and uh, it's going to take me all day Saturday to get that thing sorted out. Uh, I also have promised Nerida that I'm going to build the fence at the front of the house. Saturday is going to be a busy day for me. Not a lot of progress with the business, but hey, getting a clean garage is a very important stage to building a new bed. So that's going to be my weekend. Uh, But going back this last week, so I did manage to get two blog articles done and I'm recording this episode. I've come up with a bunch of new ideas as well. So I've got some little side projects I'm going to start. Uh, one is with a new product that I want to launch and I think it's going to be really cool and I can't wait to share that with you. And uh, the next one is also going to be expanding on this podcast. I'm going to bring in a new segment. So at the end of next month, you're going to see a new segment called Earth to Ben and it's going to feature myself and a friend of mine, Tanil. And uh, she is basically going to dive through my big ideas for the last month And she's just going to give me a reality check on some of these ideas. She's straight to the point. I think you're really going to like it. Okay, so the cool thing I learned this week, I'm going to share with you a quick story about probably one of the most successful toys of all time. So this toy originated from a political cartoon that was made in 1904. This cartoon captured a moment on a hunting trip where President Theodore Roosevelt had given mercy to the only bear that they had come across. Now, the reason he gave mercy to this bear was because by the time he arrived on scene, it had been tied up and he could clearly see that it was very malnourished and it had been a very dry summer. So he decided it wasn't very sportsmanlike of him to just shoot this tied up, very malnourished bear. And the cartoon captured this bear sitting on its bum these little Mickey Mouse ears and this sad puppy dog look on its face. This comic was known as Drawing the Line in Mississippi. Now a toy company saw this cartoon and decided to turn the bear into a plush toy and they named it Teddy's Bear. That's right, the very first teddy bear was based on a cartoon drawing from 1904 where President Theodore Roosevelt gave mercy to the only bear that they found on this hunting trip. The idea of this fierce animal being turned into a cute, cuddly little thing that we just take for granted now as a teddy bear, I think it's kind of especially astounding in Australia where the only interaction we really have with bears are teddy bears and, let's face it, pretty cute koalas, which aren't bears, but, you know, they look like a teddy bear. So I think here in Australia we've always just accepted the teddy bear as something that's always existed as cute because... What else are bears, right? 
Well, in America and other parts of the world, they're pretty ferocious things that you don't really want to come in close contact with. So there you have it. Teddy's bear. So thanks again for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you heard, please rate us and review us on iTunes. And you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes or wherever else you find your podcasts. And I look forward to sharing some new nuggets of wisdom with you next week.